What is going on? Welcome back to the Boys for Life podcast, episode 17. This one has been very much anticipated. We are ready. I'm not going to lie. It's been a long day. I'm a little bit tired, but as soon as like we hit record, microphone in front of us, lights going. I'm on. I'm Ron, dude. I, I'm on. Yes. You're Ron or you're Ron? I'm, you're Ron Johnson. I'm Ron, Ron, Ron Swanson. <laughs> Ron Swanson or Ronnie's Steak. Ronnie, which one? I don't know. But I am on, dude. I, I'm right there with you, bro. It's yeah. been a long day. It's Tuesday. 100%. Feels like a long week, but you know, the boys are together. We're juiced up. We're ready to rock and roll. I know. And we have a lot to talk about, don't we, we bro? We do have we a lot We have a to lot talk to talk about, bro. Dude, I think we just, we just need to jump right I in real quick. we just need to jump right in. So first off, too, because I haven't seen mm. you since we recorded the last episode. Wow. Mm-hmm. That 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 they just listened to with Sean, what's going what's going on, bro? Oh, How you been? Uh, not not uh, that one. That one's next week. No, I know, but I'm saying when they're listening oh, to this one, yes, right? yes, they yes, will yes, just yes. listen to that. Tripping, one. tripping, tripping. Yeah, you're right. Catch up, my boy. I know it's I been a long week. Up. I know it's been yeah, a long day, huh? I know, I know. But so I haven't seen you literally since then. So what's been going on, bro? A lot, How's bro. School been going. I know football's over, right? Correct? Football's over. We're yeah. all done. Finished the season six and three. Yeah, boys were a blast to to coach. Really good kids. A lot of talent going to the St. Charles North and East high schools next year. Yeah. A lot of talent. Really good year. Excited to, um, you know, we ended off on a good note. Yeah. You know, we, uh, it's always good. Always good. Lost to our rivals, unfortunately, in the big stage over at the, the high school. Yeah. Had a game the following week. Played Jason Tote's team. Tote. Took care of business again. So, uh, Ooh, took care of business I, again. Again. So I'm, I'm hoping Tote is listening. Slight flex. Maybe it's something slight. You yeah, know? but no, that's awesome, bro. But yeah, that, that was fun, bro. And um, you know, but it's nice because uh, you know I can focus more on my nine to five. Yep, have a lot going on. School year is a hectic time well, of, of course, the year. Of hectic course. time of the year. But you know, you know me. Yeah, putting on a smile, Just doing, doing what I got to do, baby. grinding, doing everything that we can, yeah. bro. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. That's bro. it, bro. That's, good. that's it, man. That's so good. how were you though, bro? You had a you had a big big week. Last big week, week last week. Big no, week it's last good. week. So I feel like. What they heard two episodes ago was with Landon, our episode that, that mm-hmm. just came out. Shout out, Bruni. Um, last week, a week ago. Yeah, shout out, Bruni. Um, so that, they heard us talking about me starting my new job. So mm-hmm. I've been doing it about four weeks now, about a month, right? Sinusure. And so with Sinusure, oh, um, I am now an aesthetic laser rep. We're selling aesthetic medical devices, right? Give a, give a shout my out. Man, my man, completely, let's go, baby. Completely switched industries into something new and just yeah. completely dove headfirst mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. Um, I had talked a little bit about on that episode with Landon about feeling trapped behind the desk because I was mm-hmm. doing staffing for about four years, right? So then getting into this, getting out in front of people, people facing high yeah. energy, traveling a lot, you know, just go, go, go. So last week we had the new hire training, which was all of the people that have been hired over the last couple months, right? You know, they, they kind of wait till it's like a big enough group. They flew mm-hmm. us all out to Denver, put us up in the Ritz Carlton for a very <sighs> extensive week of training. Yeah. Going over all the, you know, the multitude of devices that we have, um, you know, all the clinical research, all the stuff, you know, how it works and right, what it right. does over the sales pitches and all that kind of stuff. And then just building the culture and, and the team environment. Love so, it. Mm-hmm. you know, I love Colorado and I love Denver. So mm-hmm. right when they told me after I started that we were oh going there, I was gosh. like, fuck yeah. It's perfect, right? Yeah. So went out to Denver, crushed that. And then, you know, we came back and, and we just been hitting, just pounding the pavement. You know, last couple of days running meetings, just driving all around and just doing everything that we talked about last week and learning and just implementing it now into mm-hmm. doing it, mm-hmm. you know, which is good. Yeah. But it's it's definitely been a very busy last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's just life. It's life. And it bro. is crazy. Mm-hmm. I know we were going to touch on this. I yeah. didn't want to forget. Yeah. So the Blackhawks were in town uh-huh. at the Ritz. Yes. They had just played a mm-hmm. game. I forget who they played previous, but they were yeah, going to be facing the Avalanche, which mm-hmm. is downtown Denver. The one thing I love about Denver is that they have the four main sports. Mm-hmm. So they have the Broncos, they have the Rockies, mm-hmm. they have the Avalanche, mm-hmm. and then they have the Nuggets. Like literally all within the same vicinity. It's so nice, isn't when it? When I went to Denver mm-hmm. in uh, January, I actually went to a Nuggets game when they played the Lakers. And it's, it's crazy because they ended up winning the championship. But anyways, so the Blackhawks were there staying there. Um, they were there for two days, and I, I, we had kind of heard that the Blackhawks were there, right? So we're running some meetings, and you know we're working on our sales pitch and things like that. And I slip out of one of the rooms. We're on the third level, right, the plaza level. So half of the wing is like meeting rooms, and then half of them are like big like conference hall, conference yeah. rooms for yeah. like our whole team. That's where we were, right? And so I slipped out to go to the bathroom. I'm walking down the hall, and I see somebody walking towards me. 
And guess who it is? Fucking Connor Bedard. <laughs> I'm go. like, yo, Connor, like, is that you? Like, what's good? And he's like, yeah. We just stopped for like a short second. I was like, hey, man, I'm from the Chicago area. Big Blackhawks fan. Like, yeah. I see you doing your thing, bro. Like, just keep doing it. We shook hands yeah. and kept it moving. But I was like, yo, that's kind of crazy, that's right? What's up. Yeah. Um, that's I didn't so want to be that guy. It was literally only us. Yeah. I didn't want to be that guy like trying to look around, scramble for a pick and shit. Yeah. I probably looking back on it, I probably should have, especially if he blows up to be like a Hall of Famer. But yeah, I wanted to be president in the moment. Like, 100%. I, like, like I told yeah. you. So yeah. I got that memory up here in the noggin. But yeah, it was a great week. A lot of good team building. Yeah. Dinners every single night. Met a ton of people from the company all over. People from New York, North Carolinas, you know, Tennessee. One of my buddies that I actually met in the company lives in Denver. So we'll be going out to snowboard with Let's him go. in the winter. Uh-huh. Just people yeah. from all over. Cali, East Coast, West Coast, whatever, all over. So very immersive, bro. I love this company. Dude, that's and awesome. And I have that feeling inside that I feel like this is actually what I'm meant to be doing. Dude, and I, I see it in your face, too. Big, right? I see that in it's your big. face. I'm, I'm, I don't know the listeners are not going to be able to tell, but I literally just came from a work day. Yeah. Just came in from the city. I'm wearing my fucking signature polo. I got my dress pants on and everything, but Love the grind it. don't stop, baby. It doesn't stop, grind bro. don't stop. Dude, that's awesome, bro. Dude, I'm just really happy that you found this opportunity. Something right. And I think that, that goes back to what we talk about is that it, it, there's no overnight success yeah, or anything you that we want. you got to be patient. you got to trust the process. You have to trust the process because it, it, it's it's not on your time, sadly. Yeah, yeah. You had to go through that for a reason. You yeah. don't know what it is. Not yet. 100%. I think as you reflect on the past you know, several months, you're trying yeah. to, you're putting pieces together to be like, hey, no, 100%. this is why this happened. And I, I want to touch on that a little bit later in the episode once we get into the meat and the potatoes mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like just real quick like you just have to be patient and yeah. you have to trust it mm-hmm. and know that's what what's meant to happen will come in due time remember like we said maybe not yeah. always on our time right but on the right time if that makes sense dude 100 percent. and and that kind of leads us to what i want to get into next yeah, here yeah. bro is that you were uh you were prepping for something for, for a, a long time, long time. we were talking about it yeah. since the first episode wow and it's done it's t- just give them a quick refresher on what yeah. just like what just happened. On the here. half marathon. Wow, half marathon completed. Prepped, completed, and it, it is done. I'm sitting here. Wow, as a completed man. Congrats, it bro. Is done, bro. That's gotta feel done, amazing. Been a hell of a fucking journey. Wow, dude. So I want. We talked a little bit. I mean, we we chat all the time, and we chatted just a little bit. But talk to me about like the like the prep for that like the the night before the day of. What yeah. were some of the obstacles throughout? Like, give us the ins and outs. I mean, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you an in and out of like the last week and a half, right? Let's so, do that. I like that. Or yeah. so since I started working, like this isn't like a, a recruiting job, right? Where I'm kind of like making my own schedule and just kind of like doing things, yeah. getting it done or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, this is really fucking immersive. Yeah, yeah. It's what I've been doing. And I started on the 25th and I knew that the half was going to be on the 22nd of October. So like okay. literally a month later. So my training and my prep has honestly really fallen off since I started working like whether it sounds like an excuse or not, I've just been really fucking busy, which is what a lot of the listeners are going through, right? right. Struggling, trying to balance a lot mm-hmm. of the things. But like, you can't make any excuses. No. So it's kind of funny. Before I accepted this job, my brother, um, who had just moved back to the area with his family, and I told you about mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Um, I called him up. I'm sitting there with my dad, and I'm like, hey, you know, would you want to do like a 10K race with me? Mm-hmm. And it was on October 14th, and we're like, fuck it, like, let's do it. He loves yeah. Under Armour. It was an Under Armour 10K wow. race downtown. Um, running on Lakeshore Drive and like by the aquarium and Soldier Field and all that kind of stuff, right? So we booked that. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that I have my new hire training the week after that. <sighs> and then, so I ran the 10K with my brother. Yeah. Fucking torrential downpour. It was freezing. Jeez, that's right. Like we're yeah. running on Lakeshore Drive. Lake Michigan is like literally so aggressive. We're running by the aquarium. Like waves are literally coming up above our heads, crashing down on us. Like, oh my God. It was brutal. Wow. That bad. Wow. I swear to God, like it was terrible. Holy bro. shit. But like, you know us. Like when I sign up for something, I'm going to do it regardless. 100%. Like, you have to get it done. Oh, yeah. And so I run the 10K with my brother. He's struggling. He, I had called him on like with a month's notice and he's, you know, working towards getting back into shape, right? So it was a bit of a struggle for him, but like the 10K was a breeze for me. I did it. Like, whatever. And then so a couple days later, I jump on a, on, a, on a plane and I go out to Denver. And so I'm out there all week. I know that I have the race coming up that I've been building up for this entire year, right? Mm-hmm. It, it feels like the entire year. And so obviously, like when you go somewhere, you got a lot of high energy, like you're charged up, right? So we flew mm-hmm. in Monday, Tuesday morning. I woke up at like five in the morning, went out and I ran a 5K. And got it done. But like the rest of the week, like we had just done so much. I wasn't mm-hmm. able to really do anything else. So I flew in late Friday, got home about 10 o'clock, 
there was about 10 people that had fallen under the weather in Denver. Really? You bring a lot of people from all over the place, right? Sure, people start sure. getting sick, yep. things like that, right? Time of the so year. it spread. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Friday, I, I, I start getting sick. And I'm like, bro, like, you got to be fucking kidding me. There's Jesus. so many things that have, like, have gone wrong leading up to this. So I get home, get some Portillo's, hit the sheets. We were supposed to do a podcast on that Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally texted you and I was like, bro, like, I can't. can't. I need to just rest up because I have a huge day tomorrow. So that's all I did. I ran some errands. I went to Trader Joe's, got a bunch of stuff, whatever. Ran some errands, ate, ate a bunch of food, and just chilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Because yeah. the race started at 7. Okay, so a.m. at 7 a.m. Started a. M. at 7 a.m. So I woke up at 5, morning of, and my dad came to get me at like 6, took me down there. We checked in, everything, pull up at the race. I'm like, you know, looking through my bag. I forgot my bib, my race bib that, you, that I had to pick up the day before. Everybody has to have a bib. You can't run without it. I'm sitting there like, bro, what the fuck? Like, it's so many things, one after another, one oh, after another. Wow. Run over to the stand. They're like, it's fine, whatever. It's cool. I made up some kind of sob story, but I didn't need to. Got another bib. 7 a.m. race starts. I'm I'm cruising, bro. Wow. Right? Yeah. So we start running. It's 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 in an it's in Naperville. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Like we're running all over downtown Naperville, this and that, half marathon. I'm cruising, I'm cruising, I'm cruising. And I'm feeling good. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm thinking to myself, I've worked all yeah. year for this. I'm ready for this. Mm-hmm. The training's kind of falling off over the last month. And I'm honestly cruising, bro. Like what miles one, two, three, four. Not even hesitating, not even like trying to catch my breath or anything. Like I'm, you're good. I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, dude, fuck, I'm about to just blow this thing out of the water, right? And so I'm running, I'm feeling good. Hit mile five in about forty minutes. Like I'm moving, dude. Mm -hmm. And then it hit me at like mile like nine. Mm. Keep in mind, right? The farthest I've ever run in my entire life was that one day Mm -hmm. when I ran ten point one, which is literally the farthest I've run in my entire life. And I hit a wall like mile nine, which I was kind of expecting. I was like, damn, right. this is far. Yeah. And we're going to start getting like really deep here out of nowhere mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, I've had a lot of emotions building up to this. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we get in. I'm at like mile 10 uh-huh. and like mile nine and a half mile 10. And I'm looking at my watch and to take one quick step back. My entire goal going into this was to get it sub two hours. Mm-hmm. I didn't care if it was going to be one hour, 59 minutes, and 59 seconds. I have to get mm-hmm. under two hours. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've ever done a race like this before, but like everybody lines up, right? Mm-hmm. And they have different pace markers like waves, on, on right? what you're shooting for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like there was like an hour and a half, hour 45. There was the two-hour pacers and the two-hour 15 and then so forth. And so right? far. Everybody's going farther back. Yeah, And so – it was so fucking jam-packed on the bridge. I just kind of weaseled my way in slightly behind the crowd at the two-hour and 15 mark. Yeah. So when I started, I'm just like trying to find – because in a race like this, it's all about finding your pace. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm running. I'm feeling good. I'm running at a great pace, and I'm slowly – I pass the two-hour 15 pacers. Yeah. I pass them. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm moving. After like mile two, three, I pass the two-hour pacers. So that's why, like, I'm thinking in my head, like, bro, I'm going to blow this thing out of the water. Like, I'm going to absolutely crush my fucking goal. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get it done, this and that. And so I'm cruising. I'm, like, peeking back over my shoulder. The the pacers are nowhere to be seen. And so the course is, it's two laps. Like, you run, like, a a six-and-a-half-mile loop, and then you do it all over again. You get back, Mm -hmm. and then you run the final point one, right? You hit a right instead of a left. And so I'm hitting this wall at like mile nine, nine and a half. And I'm mm. like, bro, I'm fucking spent. Yeah. I yeah. got no sleep in Denver. It was literally like we woke up and it's an hour behind us. Woke up at like literally five in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. Go down in. Breakfast starts at 7 a.m. You eat breakfast with the entire team. We're going through very intensive training literally from that seven. They cut us loose at about f- five or six. You go to dinner with everybody. You got to be on point on 10. You get back to the hotel like midnight and you repeat. Like, I'm fucking drained. I'm sleep-deprived wow. all fucking week. Right. I'm flying there, flying home, whatever. Like, my body is just, it's catching up to me. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. human, dude. Like, we're getting older, right? Yeah. And so I hit this fucking wall, dude. I'm not even kidding you, at, like, mile nine and a half, ten. And where it is at the location is I'm at Naperville North. Okay. I have to run mm-hmm. all the way down that street, get to a certain point, hit a left, whatever, and finish it. But I'm literally ten miles in. The farthest I've ever ran in my entire life, bro. And I'm thinking to myself, all I have is a 5K. My fucking knees are hurting. 
I'm my calves sure. are hurting. Yeah. My fucking feet are hurting. I'm breathing heavy. It was cold as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get windy. And like, I literally have given 100% at this point, mm-hmm. bro. Like, I'm fucking maxed out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I see this guy that I made friends with at the packet pickup the day before. Mm-hmm. And I see him. And I think to myself, I'm like, bro, if he can do it, I can do it. So mm-hmm. I see him running. So I start running, right? Mm-hmm. I get to mile 11. I'm fucking hurting again, dude. I have to pull up and stop. Like, my legs literally feel like cinder blocks. I feel like I'm drowning. Mm-hmm. And so I see this other kid. And the great thing about the running community is like every single time that I stopped or I saw people stop or whatever, everybody's always like tapping you on the shoulder while they're running by. Like, hey, like you got this, you got bro. This. Like keep going. Yeah. It's encouragement. Yeah, I, love I love it. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. like yeah. feeding off of it. Mm-hmm. I remember I pulled up for one second and they, they had like these streets barricaded off and there was a cop. He's like, what are you doing, bro? You got to run. Get back to it. Like just wow. joking around. Like keep going. Like you got this. I love like, that. I'm feeding wow. off of it, but it also gets to a certain point like where my body's like it's shutting down, dude. I'm mm-hmm. tired. Mm-hmm. Right? So I get to like mile 11. I see this other dude. He runs past me, taps me on the shoulder, like, come on, bro, you got this. I start running with him, right? And then like we get to like mile like 11.75, like nearing 12. And like, bro, my fucking body's done. I can't Mm -hmm. breathe. I'm trying to eat some of these energy beans. I'm sipping my water. And like, I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I can finish. Mm -hmm. And you guess what happens in that moment? The two hour pacers Mm -hmm. pass me. They had caught up to wow. me. I had slowed down. I had to walk a couple of times. They passed me. Yeah. Bro, I kid you not, literally the biggest feeling of defeat came over me. Yeah. Because, like, most wow. people, they think, like, I want to run a half marathon. Like, I just want to get it done, right? And I know, like, I was thinking to myself, I know I could come here, right, on the podcast, and we would all be like, yay, bro, like, you fucking did it. Like, great job. Right. But I know myself... I wouldn't have been able to fucking sleep at night mm. knowing like I would look at myself in the mirror and be like, you're a fucking failure. Like my goal is two hours. If I anything over, like you failed. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I did it, but I didn't do it how I wanted to do it. Right. right? And so they passed me. I'm like about 1.4 miles from the finish. Body spent. Mm-hmm. Mind is spent. Mm-hmm. I have this fucking wave of defeat literally come over me, bro. Like I felt like I was drowning. I'm like looking around. People are still running and like, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm getting kind of emotional emotional, and the pacers are just getting farther and farther. farther and farther. And I'm like literally on the road right by Naperville Central. You have to run to one of the streets. I'm sorry, I'm blank on it. Yeah. You have to hit a left, go all the way down, turn around, come back, hit a right, and then get to the finish line. They're getting farther and farther oh my and God. farther away. And I fucking sat there, dude, like literally on the verge of tears. I have nothing left to give mm-hmm. in me, bro. And I fucking reached into my fanny pack I grabbed a picture of my grandma from her fucking funeral Mm. that you came to, the Mm -hmm. wake. Mm -hmm. Shout out to you. Mm -hmm. And I literally looked up in the sky and I just said fucking, I said, Grandma, I need you. Mm -hmm. I said, Grandma, I need you right Mm -hmm. now in this fucking moment. I need you. Amen. And I'm like literally fighting tears to myself when I'm running this, bro. And I I put on a song by Hillsong United, All I Need Is You. Mm Mm-hmm. I channeled God and I channeled my fucking grandma, dude, which is crazy. Mm. Mm. I had like 1.4 miles left. I closed my eyes and I just started running, just dude. Went for it. I mm. just started running. I had nothing left. My mm. mind, my body, everything is broken. And I'm running down. I hit the left. I go down to the turnabout. I see the pacers literally so far down there. Mm. And what happens, bro? My body shuts down. I had to stop again. Like I couldn't keep mm-hmm. running. Mm-hmm. And it hit me, dude. I was like, fuck, I lost. Like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like wallowing in that for a second, dude. And I don't know what it was. This lady ran past me and she just made eye contact with me and gave me a thumbs up. Like, you got it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was. Didn't say nothing. Some moment she just there. looked at me and gave me a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. And dude, like it. I just literally thought about everything that's happened this year mm-hmm. from my grandma passing away in January mm-hmm. to committing to this to after I decided to commit to this a couple weeks later, breaking my fucking foot, being out for eight weeks, not being able to train, losing my job in June, mm-hmm. struggling, depression. Like this has literally been one of the hardest years of my life. And I thought of every fucking thing that I've mm-hmm. been through this year, mm-hmm. being on the verge of suicide, bro, in the summer. And I was like, I need this fucking victory. Mm-hmm. 
Not for anybody else, but I need this. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay to be selfish for certain things. 100%. But I was like, I fucking need this. Mm-hmm. I will not be able to sleep if I don't do this. Again, I closed my fucking eyes. I ran. I ended up catching them, and I passed them, bro, and I fucking finished. And I was just like, dude, it was the craziest feeling in my entire life. Wow. Like, I, I was able to just say I did it. Yeah. And you did. And I immediately went over, and I grabbed my dad, and I hugged him. Yeah. And wow. like the vibes were high and everything wow. was great. Wilson came out. Shout out to him. Shout out Wilson. Man. And yep. my mom was there with my sister and everything was great, oh. dude. And I remember I got back to my fucking car with my dad and I just started crying, dude. Mm. And the thing, the weird thing about me is like when I cry, it's weird. I only get like one or two tears. I cry literally for like two seconds and it's done. And then, yeah. But like, dude, I fucking literally hugged my dad and I just started bawling and I cried to him for like five minutes. Yeah. And just I let was it all like, out. Dad, I was like, this has been such a fucking hard year. I was like, I needed this so bad. Mm-hmm. I needed this so bad. Mm-hmm. And it's done. Like mm-hmm. this huge weight because like, bro. Wow. It's so crazy to look back on everything. But like, this has been a crazy ass year, dude. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people know. Because I don't think that we've really dove too deep into our stories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people understand, like, what happened back in 2014. Mm -hmm. Like, when I tried to take my own life, right? Like, Mm -hmm. let's get vulnerable here for a second. I wanted to, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. And I I tried to take my own life back in 2014. That was one of the hardest years of my life, right? And, like, I didn't have any, like, suicidal ideation and all those crazy, crazy thoughts. Like, I physically did certain things to like not wake up the next day bro like mm-hmm. i was ready to go mm-hmm. i was done yeah. and i woke up in the hospital and like since then i've obviously found like a new outlook on life and, and different mm-hmm. reasons to live right and then i went through everything that happened after my after my grandpa passed away bro but mm-hmm. like my grandma passing away in january is like one of the hardest mental mental things that i've had to get over in a very long time yeah because like growing up I didn't I didn't realize any of this stuff until back in like 2019, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm adopted first off, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to deal with a lot of the, the abandonment issues that I had growing up from my biological mother giving me up, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I was younger, I don't want to dive too deep into like some of the other stuff over mm-hmm. here, but like yeah. my mom ended up leaving. Like my adopted mom left when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So like I was raised by just my dad and just my brother and like my dad was a teacher. We didn't have money. We didn't have time for daycare or anything like that. I spent so much time at my grandparents growing up. Mm-hmm. And so when my grandpa passed away, he was like literally one of my heroes, bro. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so when he passed away is when I went into that downward spiral with the drugs and all that kind of stuff back in like 2014, 2015, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just got really fucking dark. And I always knew that when my grandma passed away, like mm-hmm. it was going to hit me like a fucking Mack truck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I got the tattoo here and mm-hmm. I got I had gotten the tattoo on my ribs for my grandpa after he passed away, but I wanted to get something for my grandma while she was still on this earth that, that she could see mm-hmm. and like know how much she meant to me because right. like looking back on my life, dude, she has literally been the only consistent woman mm-hmm. in my life that never made me feel unwanted, never left me, never gave up on me or made me feel different mm-hmm. because like growing up, being adopted obviously like i'm a different skin color than my entire family i mm-hmm. always knew mm-hmm. like i was different i felt different yeah, yeah i felt like a sore thumb like this and that right and i remember asking my grandma i shared this memory with my dad at my grandma's wake and i was like i remember asking my grandma when i was younger and i was playing with the power rangers in my bedroom and i asked her a simple question i was like grandma like why do i look different than everybody in our family mm-hmm. and she just looked at me and smiled and she was like because you're my special boy mm-hmm. and she literally called me that my entire life and literally the last thing that my grandma ever said to me when she was there the day before that she passed away Mm -hmm. is she just looked at me and she said, you're so special. Mm. And I did this half marathon in honor of her because Mm -hmm. she always told me that anything that I, I, anything that I set my mind to in my life, no matter what it was, I could do it. Yeah. So I wanted to put myself out of my comfort zone and like try to do something different and challenge myself. So everything that, you know, this race, it was more than just a race to me. Like it was, it was for my grandma. It was like for myself. It, it was, was for personal. my dad. It mm-hmm. was personal, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it was mm-hmm. more than just a race. Yeah, yeah. And so, like after I committed to that, like breaking my foot, 
not being able to run for fucking eight weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like I lost, like everything happened with my job, and then I got really fucking depressed for like two months, and I barely worked out. I didn't train, and then we were playing baseball or softball, and then I hurt my foot again, and I wasn't mm-hmm. able to train. Like it was just so many things happening over and over and over. And I know most people, like if they hurt their foot or whatever, they'd be like, "Yo, like whatever, fuck it, chalk it up. Like maybe it's not meant to be." Or they get under the weather or this and that. But I was like. I fucking committed to this and it's mm-hmm. bigger than just me wanting to do it. It's for my grandma. It's for my dad. Like mm-hmm. it's bigger than that. Like I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, after I completed it, it felt like so much weight was just lifted off of my shoulders, mm-hmm. bro. Like mm-hmm. there's just been so much pressure. Cause we've talked about it on the podcast about doing it. So I like, while I was running, I was thinking about like, fuck, like I've told everybody Everyone. that's listened that I'm doing this. So I have to do it. I have to do it. And Obviously, people would understand, like, oh, like, you're sick, or, like, this would have happened, right? Like, most people would. But, like I said, I, I wouldn't have been able to fucking sleep no. if I didn't run that race or I didn't I run it in sub two hours. I know. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's kind of just, it's really wild that something of that magnitude mm-hmm. was, like, such a heavy weight emotionally. Like, when you accomplish it, like, dude, the feeling after that, is almost indescribable. Wow. Like all that weight, all that pressure, all of that emotion of the last 10 months, dude, mm-hmm. it just dissolved. Wow. And That's I heavy. just, I looked at my dad, dude, and I had fucking tears in my eyes and I was just like, you don't understand like how much I needed this to like actually after this year, because this has been the hardest year of my life since 2014, mm-hmm. since I tried to kill myself, which is fucking crazy to think about Mm -hmm. and because like you know dude right Mm -hmm. like life has been great the last couple years it's been good dude Mm -hmm. since i got into staffing and Mm -hmm. i was like doing certain things right like working multiple jobs or whatever like getting to financial freedom like making good money and then like you lose that it's done you get hurt it's done like i lost so much like self-worth and self-value and i lost myself for a long time which is wild dude because like i've built up We've talked about it on on previous episodes. I've built up, like, a really strong, like, mental fortitude. Mm -hmm. But, like, bro, I'm human. Everybody has their breaking point. Right. Like, this year has been fucking tough, and I just looked at my dad, and I was like, you have no idea, like, how hard this year has been on me mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, spiritually, emotionally. Like, I needed this. Yeah. So, for the fact of being able to come on to this podcast and talk about that and get – because I knew in my training, dude – I was literally thinking about this episode mm-hmm. and being able to come on mm-hmm. here to be, being able to look at it from the perspective of having completed it mm-hmm. and like everything that's gone into it this year, dude, right. is so much fucking power. It's, it's wild, dude. Wow. I'm, I'm just proud of you, bro. And yeah. I, and I fucking love you. I love you. I, I want to say know. that, bro. I really, I really do because Wow, I'm just like I'm. I'm sorry awe. to have talked for no, like 15 no, minutes. No, no, dude, I don't don't I ever apologize. I know you did, and that's why I just I wanted to listen, and I was I was in the moment with you. Yeah, I was in the moment because there were so many things going through my head. I'm like, wow, like, and I and I say this too because you're not the type of person to brag about the shit that's going on because we all have shit going yeah, on. Yeah, And I'm the bro. same way too. But sometimes, like you had alluded to, we are human. We're all human. Like man. in some ways, we need to express to let people know that we're human too. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm glad that there's more people out there in like social media who are really being authentic and yeah, sharing their and true open. self. Right, because there's so many facades out there and people think, oh, you got to do this. Like all... It, Half the internet's fucking fake. Yeah, exactly. It's so fucking fake. And it's it's really it's really sad. And you know, it takes a lot of courage and grit to share what you shared, bro. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I think there's there's one thing too that really stood out to me is that there's a reason why things have happened this year. Yeah. There's a reason why. And I know and we touched on this in the earlier episodes about, you know, our faith and believing in a higher power and whatnot and whatever you whatever you believe in, right? Yeah. And I know that learning how he works in mysterious ways this is one of those a prime example so wild it's so crazy like you were you were meant you hate to say you were supposed to fracture your foot you were supposed to lose your job you were supposed to struggle during your your half marathon yeah and and you overcame it right yeah i guarantee you and i'm the same way is that you ask for struggle you ask for challenges in life right yeah those are your challenges. 100%. God answered them. Hundred percent. That was literally it right there. I know. And we don't. And people don't look at it that way. They look at it like, oh, why me? Why me? I'm a victim of this. I'm a victim of that. Take a second to think about what you asked for, and yeah. do it. 
which is exactly what you did. 100%. You know I what I mean? I completely agree with you. It's crazy. It's always really hard to see the rainbow during the storm. Well said. Wow. It's, it's, it's really Say hard. Say that one more time. Say it's one more. always hard to see the rainbow during the storm. Wow. Because like when I was going through that with everything mm. that happened over the summer and my job or my foot, right? But I wasn't realizing that God was putting all this in front of me. And another quote that I love is that God gives his toughest battles to his strongest warriors. Amen. And like looking Amen. back on it now, like, dude, if that never would happen with my with my job, I would probably still be going through the same mundane routine of just recruiting and like doing well, but like not striving to really be the greatest that I can be. And it's like now I have a job that I love. It's really fucking challenging and it's going to be hard, but it's going to be very rewarding and I'm going to be very good at it. That's key. And I've gotten so strong of like I've gone through A, B, C, D, E, F, G this year, but I fucking completed everything that I wanted to and I did the race. And now my mind is set on a, a marathon, a mm. full one. I love and that. And then I want to run an ultra. Yeah. I love that. Yes. I'm, I'm excited, bro. Wow. I've, let's I've, go. I've created a list of four things that I want to do before I'm 30. Okay. I'll be 28 in February. So I got about mm. like two two years and five months. I want to run, time. I mm. run a full marathon. Okay. I want to run an ultra marathon, which is anything over 30 miles. Mm-hmm. I want to rock climb El Capitan in Yosemite, which is over 3,000 feet. And I want to go snowboarding in Whistler Blackcomb. Wow. One of the biggest mountains in, in North America. That is, that's, a, that's a big list. It's a big list. It's a bold I'm, list. I'm going to do all of it. I know you are. I'm going to do all I know of it. Because you, you know me. I know you I'm are. I'm the kind of person, when I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I will find a way. I don't yeah. care. I will do it. Yeah. And if not, we have receipts, right? <laughs> we, have we have receipts. We have the receipts we on what? Receipts. Fucking October 24th of 2023, <laughs> episode 17, Boys for Life podcast. Oh, if I don't man. do it. Yeah. By like Receipt. whatever, like episode one fifty or two hundred or whatever. It's what, what, be. Whatever the math is, I will on do that. it. Yeah. I'll do all of it. I, I I know you will, and I'm I'm excited. I don't make excuses. I no. do it. No, you can't make excuses. You cannot make excuses. Because here, here's the thing, right? And maybe not everybody is this way. Is I could come on here, and if I wouldn't have run it, and I, we can make excuses, and people would accept it, right? Yeah. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to sleep, dude. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of person I am. Is if I set my mind on doing something, I have to do it. And something might happen where I tell you, hey, listen, bro, like, I couldn't do it because of this. Or I couldn't do it because of that. And you might accept that or she might accept it or whoever's listening or whoever I'm conversing with might accept that. But I wouldn't. Right. Because the one thing that uh, – it's a quote that I heard. The only person on this planet that you can't lie to is the reflection in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Amen. Which is crazy. It, it it's crazy. It, it it it's literally you versus you. Yeah. At the end of the day, it and, is you versus you. And I think about that all the time because you and I are so alike. And I, even Adam Gabor, shout yeah. out Adam. Um, you know, we're we're all so competitive, and we want 100%. so many things in life. But at the end of the day, is that we can't live in someone else's reality. We yeah, have to live we can't. Our own reality. We can't worry about whether how fast their gardens are growing when ours isn't growing. Yeah. Like we have to focus on flourishing and planting our garden. In ours. And everything else will come. I know. I keep I know I keep it alluding will. to this race. I know that's kind of the main topic yeah. of this, but like it was really hard for me when I was running it because you see all these people, all ages, shapes, sizes, different it's people, crazy, right? Man. Running it. But I'm like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what, what she's doing or how fast he's running. I'm here to challenge myself and I have a goal. It doesn't matter. I have to focus on that. Because if I try to run as fast as he's running or as fast as she's running or run slower to run with this person because, you know, I, whatever it is, whatever kind of competitive thoughts are running through your mind, it's going to deter me off of my, my track. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? 100%. And it, that's, that's a lesson that goes back to life is everybody is on a different race. Everybody's on a different path and everybody has a different pace. Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to compare my accolades or my dream or my vision or my work to what you're doing – it's it's not gonna be the same. It's comparing apples to oranges or two different things. Doesn't work. Because you're on a different speed and I'm on a different speed. And yeah, okay, we might be both going in the same direction, which is success, but whatever you're chasing is probably different than what I'm chasing versus whatever he or she is chasing. So you have to stay focused. It doesn't mean we mm-hmm. can't work together no. or do things together like the podcast, for instance, but we can't be too caught up in other people, like you said, you have to water your own garden. Mm-hmm. I can't worry about feeding you my fresh tomatoes if I haven't fucking watered them since last year. You know what I mean? Right. Like or even last week for kind exactly, of right? I mean that's just since last week. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's been a very emotional year, yeah. but 
it's definitely on the upswing, which is crazy to think I about. Know. And, and and we have to go through that, right? You have, have to, to. You have to be. I saw this. Uh, I have to send it to you. I saw this. Um, this comparison about life, right? Mm-hmm. There was these. Um, it was these two marbles. They were on a track. Yeah. One track was straight, and the other one was the ups and downs. Yeah. The ups and downs in life, and the ones in ups and downs got faster to the destination than the one who just went straight. Exactly. It's all that momentum. The momentum mm-hmm. that we Going have. Up and down the analogy and was crazy. You know, yeah. and that we have to we have to go go through those challenges. You have to. You like, have to find your equilibrium. You have to, bro. Like I right now, like I mean, even with work right now, it's it's hard. Yeah. I don't want to fucking do it. It is. It's really hard. But like you said, you know, it's it's finding who you are, it's finding what you have to do, and it's mm-hmm. finding the finding your why. Finding yeah. your why. And then that's what you found in your race. Found you it. found your why. And I'm fucking proud of you, It was crazy, you, bro, when I was at literally at like mile 1175, I was literally thinking about this podcast because I knew I was going to have to come on here and talk about it. Oh, and so I was I like, this it, is man. either going to be a good story or it's going to be a bad story. And I said, I control the outcome. And you did. And you did. are responsible. You and are you, responsible. you were responsible. I know you I took was. responsibility that's for crazy, that. crazy. Isn't that crazy to think about? It is. Wow. Wow. The mind is capable or the body and the mind are capable of doing a lot more than we think. Like I'm always working out with Wilson and, and like we're doing these exercises just to, you know, throw out an example. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. say that we're doing shoulder presses. Right. And let's say that we just do three sets of six and we're, we're incrementally getting heavier with each set. And let's say that he starts at 60 and he easily does six. OK. And then he's like, well, I'm just going to go to 65. It's like, no, bro, like you're stronger than you think. So I grab the 75s for him and he does six. He's like, oh, I think I'm just going to stay here. I'm like, no, bro, like you're stronger than you think. Go up. I grab the 85s and he struggles. But he does the six, right? Mm-hmm. So you're able to push yourself farther than you think. Mm-hmm. You're able to do more than you think. Mm-hmm. Like the farthest I'd ever run in my life was 10.1. Mm-hmm. I ran three miles farther than I've ever run in my entire life. Crazy. My body it was shutting down. Right. All of that kind of stuff. It's right. crazy, right? Like I know there's people out there that you've run marathons, you've done ultras. It's great. Like whatever. Like I, I'm, I want to get to that stage. But we can also sit here and reflect and be like, yo, 13.1 miles is still fucking far. It's a, that's far, dude. Yeah. You're running for two hours straight. I swear. Literally. And yeah, it doesn't matter. You're running for two hours straight, Go. if not longer right. or shorter, but you're just running faster. Mm. And I was talking with my dad about it. Like the crazy thing about running and I've, I've gotten Wilson into running. Like I don't love it. I <laughs> love, I love the challenge. Yeah. I don't think that it's the most fun thing out there, No. but I love the challenge because it's crazy when you start running and obviously like the time that it happens might vary for different people who are in better shape or not. But after you get out like half a mile or a mile and your body starts getting tired and you're breathing heavy, everything in your fucking body is telling you to stop. Mm-hmm. And you have to fight that and keep going. I had that the other day. Mm-hmm. Your body's saying, yo, mm-hmm. stop. Like, I need mm-hmm. to catch my breath. Or like, mm-hmm. my knee kind of hurts a little bit. Like, stop. Like, what are we doing? We're not meant to be doing this. Mm-hmm. But you have to like block that out, build that mental strength, and keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm addicted mm-hmm. to the challenge. Mm-hmm. Now I want to do the half marathon or the full, full marathon, marathon because I know how hard the half is, mm-hmm. but I know I can do it. And then once I check that, I want to do an ultra. I, I want to do 50 miles, which I know is fucking crazy, but I think I can do it. That's wild to think about. A 50 mile race. That's nonstop. insane. I think wow. honestly, the biggest takeaway is I need to get smarter with my like intake throughout the race, whether that's like the energy beans or the mm-hmm. running waffles or water. I have to get better at the timing because I think I waited too long before I started eating Keep a little bit of the waffle energy. or, mm-hmm. or the, the beans or even drinking my water. I think I have to get better with that mm-hmm. to like be able to maintain that because I was waiting. It's like driving in a car, right? And it's really good to fill up when you're like start putting gas in, like when you hit half a tank, right? It's just going to be better for the car. Mm-hmm. I waited till I was on E mm-hmm. and like, I'm like, like I fucking need something. Right. You know what I mean? Or like the, the, I'm out of gas. Mm-hmm. Then I was trying to refuel it. Well, it's like, well, we're not at a gas station. Like you got to push the car two miles to get there. Right. Like it's too late. It's too late at that point. Right? And so, you know, I, I think that's what I need to get better. That was my key takeaway. Yeah. Which, yeah, I love the that. The first one is that yeah. it's possible. I did it. Done. Mm-hmm. In the time. My official time was an yeah. hour 58, 27, I believe. <sighs> you you yep. accomplished your goal. Accomplished your goal. Average pace of nine minutes for 13 miles, which is fucking decent. I'll take that. Fuck yeah. I'll take oh that. Oh, my God. My next goal, if I run another half, is I want to do it in under an hour 45. I think that's doable. I think if you doable. make those small corrections and when you take, you know, the the energies and yeah. the beans and the water and that's take, crazy I think because yeah. like let's just say hour fifty eight, I want to cut it down to one forty eight. Yeah. I have to shave a minute off of ten miles. 
crazy to think about that. That is crazy. Like running a nine minute mile versus an eight is a fucking big difference. It's a lot of there wow. is, but it's possible. Thirteen. We've learned that. Yeah, that's possible. And like, I didn't want to like going on that rant of like everything that's happened. Right. I don't want to sit here and like try to sound like I'm playing the victim or like the woe is me. I'm literally sharing this because I know there's people that are listening to this that are going through things. Mm -hmm. And I had this conversation with, with my roommate, Tani. The crazy thing about life is everything is all about perspective, right? Like something that might be extremely detrimental to me, you might be able to just kind of brush off, shake it off, it's right? Mm -hmm. and, or something that might be detrimental to you, I might be able to shake off. So like everybody's right. challenges and adversity and things that they're facing are different. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that whatever is tough for you that I shook off isn't tough. Right. 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 Like everybody has the challenges that they're facing. It's just all about getting through them. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that perspective, it's it's why I have it tattooed on my leg. So I have the tomahawk, right? Mm -hmm. And I have the word perspective in the blade. Because perspective can not only be the weapon that will kill you and it'll drown you, or it could be the weapon that saves your life. Because it's all about how you look at things. It really is. It's all about how you look at things. Mm -hmm. Always right. Like, let's say, for instance, for me, I lost my job. I could either go down into a very dark place because I because that happened like I did. Mm -hmm. My perspective wasn't right on that. Or I could look at it. OK, wasn't meant for that. Get ready for the next door to open. Right. Right. But like I said earlier, we're, we're all human. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to find that positivity and that light in life. It is. And I think to it's your tough. It's tough, but I think in order to find that, you have to do it one day, one step, one, day one, moment, time, one minute. Which is at a time. what I started doing. You have to, right? And that's what, and I, I know that we talked about that a little bit because if you think too far in the future, you're like, oh shit, I lost my job. I'm going down yeah. this. Like, I can't go. Like, there's so many things that you can't be present in the moment. Yeah. You're too hyper vigilant. You can't think clearly. Yeah. Right? You take that baby step, right? And it's, it's a little bit that. more and a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit, boom, 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 boom. It's crazy. It's just it's insane that we talk about it all the time and then it's you literally we we talk about it and we do it and we're seeing it come full circle. In real time. It's insane. I know. It's and there. It, it's true. It's so wild to think about what we were talking about earlier about like everything coming in due time. Cause you know mm -hmm. so the job market out there obviously fucking sucks. It's tough. Mm -hmm. And so like so I was looking I was looking around for like various positions and things like that, and I had done some interviews. And my buddy, Austin, AK, shout out AK, who was working for this company in this opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I've been telling him, you know, we had been making jokes He's like, yo, come to sign all this and that. And I remember when I lost when I lost my job, I reached out to him like, hey, bro, like, are you guys hiring? And he was like, yeah, I had sent him my resume and everything. He's like, but we're really looking to build out this team. And, you know, my boss really wants somebody that comes from the industry. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Like he told me no. Mm hmm. Like he had given my, he had given my resume to Tyler, who was his DSM, his boss at the time, district sales manager. And Tyler was like, yeah, no, nah, he doesn't have industry experience. Like it ain't going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I was doing the other interviews and I was interviewing at that factory job mm -hmm. and I was going to take that. And I was kind of like, I could learn some good things going into industrial management, but I know like going into it on day one, I'm going to fucking hate this. Like I'm not meant to be doing this, right? Mm -hmm. Managing the factory and this and that. And it's just crazy because somebody who had worked for the company years ago rejoined a couple months back, right? Like oh, nine wow. weeks ago. Yeah. And it was Austin had showed him my resume and he was like, yo, like I want to talk to this guy. Like, let's, let's at least get him on the phone. So I interviewed him or I, he interviewed me. We talked on the phone. Then we did an interview literally the following week, fast forward, literally over the course of three days, three or four more interviews. And I had a job offer and it's just fucking crazy. Cause I was talking with my dad. I was like, if I get this one, I'm taking this over the other one because I know that this is what I'm meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. And it's just wild, right? How It, it wasn't the right timing at that it time. It wasn't the right timing at mm -hmm. that time. But, but it's just wild, right? Like everything happened with, with Asterix and then being told no by, by Sinusure and then like going back to the drawing board and trying to find something different and then finally like another opportunity with Sinusure presented itself and it's, it's just wild, dude. It's fucking It nuts. is crazy. Like sometimes you really have to just let... God take the wheel and just sit back and just fully believe that where you're going and what's happening is really what's meant to happen and just close your eyes and just go along for the ride and just put the work in and do it. That's it. It's wild, bro. It's a simple recipe, but not many people can follow it. I know. It's it really is. easy recipe. It is. It is. It's out there everywhere. You got to just perspective. You have to see it. Yeah. You have to believe it. You have to have a little bit of faith. Yeah. You have to work. 
I just think, honestly, wow. like, the long story short, dude, yeah. the message that I want to just give the people that are listening to this episode is, like, set your mind to something. Yeah. Work hard. Yeah. Believe in yourself and just get it done. Mm-hmm. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. It's. It doesn't matter if it's something as simple as, hey, I, I want to wake up at 6 a.m. one time this week and go to the gym. Do it. Or I want to try this recipe or do this or that. Or I want to try to connect and find somebody here or introduce myself to a stranger at the grocery store. Whatever it is to get out of your comfort zone, whether you have social anxiety or whatever it is, right? Just challenge yourself and set your mind to something and just get it done because I promise you, you can do it. And it sounds so cheesy, right? Like all these people go up, they accept a Grammy or they accept an SB or an MVP or a Heisman. And they all, everybody usually has the same message. Like, Mm -hmm. If you're out there and you want to do something, put your mind to it, work hard, and you can do it like anything is possible. But I think until you really challenge yourself to something big that you don't think mm-hmm. that you can do, yeah, and then you accomplish it, that's when you kind of realize it. Like after finishing that race, I have like a new perspective and an outlook on like my true potential and capability. Right. Like, damn, I can really push myself this far. Now let's kind of play with the needle and see if I can take it to the next step yeah. or push this much farther. That's how I feel with JEL too a little bit. JEL because it's it's it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. It takes time, like you said, it right? Does. But like when that pays out, it's like I I think I might cry when that day comes. I was thinking yeah. about it today. I'm like, wow. You probably I'll, will. Bro. I might it's cry. Changing shit. I might cry. But you know what? It, it's gonna be worth it because I put in the work. I was patient. Yeah. I knew what I had to do, and we're, we're fucking taking care of business, yeah. just like you did. You know what? You know what's crazy, and we're always referring to quotes and things that we hear. Is I feel like we talked about this on the mental health episode, but like society and and social media and all that kind of stuff has a really negative outlook on crying and expressing emotion. But Mm. my mom told me when I was a kid, you cry because you care. That's it. You Mm -hmm. cry because you care, whatever it is. Like you, you, your heart just got broken. You got, and you broke up or you got broken up with like, you're crying because you care about that person. You care about the relationship or like you cry because you lost your job. Well, you're crying because Maybe you didn't like necessarily like love your job or whatever, but you you love the opportunity and mm-hmm. you, you're crying mm-hmm. because you cared about having like that that sense of self worth and working and achieving yeah. something and getting that money or whatever it may may be. You're crying because you care. Yeah, yeah. You know. You do. And so we have to embrace these emotions, and it's okay to let it out. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. 100%. And I, I was honestly expecting to cry on this episode, but I think I'm just so fucking tired. I don't have the energy to do it honestly that's fair which is fair. that's fucking fair which bro it's fair. been a long day i was honestly expecting to cry on this and we didn't really go as deep as as i was maybe wanting to yeah which is totally fine 100 we can bro. go down the rabbit yeah. hole deeper into our, our own personal personal stories yeah down the road if people want to hear them which i'm sure that they will would love that dude because i know i dropped a pretty heavy nugget and then we just kind of brushed past it <laughs> so we, we shoved it under the rug <laughs> just literally I, so we'll probably end up revisiting some of those stories back in the day because we will i used to be really like uh, what's the word? I used to be really um, like embarrassed or um, I'm blanking on the word, but I used to like want to hide my story. Mm-hmm. But then like I, I became comfortable in my own skin and I was like, hey, listen, like my story like is what makes me this way. Mm-hmm. And it's what's made me into the man that I am today, which I love who I've become versus who I used to be. And I'm really just comfortable sharing. Mm-hmm sharing it just like with joey d bro it was like a big big eye opening like hey that was deep man let's talk about mm -hmm. it we've all been through some shit we all have our own stories and this and that so i love it man and i love that we have this platform where we can come on here we can share and we can get vulnerable because Mm. i remember after we dropped the first or two first couple episodes what people really loved the most about this show mm-hmm. was how authentic and real yeah. and open and honest we are. True. So we'd be lying to ourselves and doing a disservice to our listeners if we didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like we can get we can get Joey D up here, Sean Reimer, whoever the guests are going to be in the yeah. future, right? And we can have them spill their beans. But if we're not doing the same thing, then we're not being true to ourselves. And I have something in my eye. I promise I'm not crying. <laughs> like my eye is on It's okay, fire. bro. I'm here for you, bro. I'm here for you, my guy. Uh but no, I agree, and I think too, like that's the difference between you know uh, uh, someone who's a leader and someone who's like a boss. Yeah, right? I think 100%. like you gotta you gotta lead by example. You gotta lead by example, which I think that that's what we're doing. That's what our message is. That's what we that's what we live by. Yeah, right. And it's it's hard to do, but you gotta remember your principles. You gotta remember you know 100%. who you are, and just enjoy life at the end. You of the day. You just have to enjoy life. Yeah, and and enjoy a good cry from time to time. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think it's that fucking fan, bro. My eyes are mad dry right oh, now. I forgot. To, oh yeah, I didn't. I, I literally thought that about off. that right when we started it, but the episode's already almost done. Yeah, it's all my good, eyes bro. are mad dry now. Yeah, 
I promise I'm not crying, bro. It's like, okay, bro. I know here. that it would be okay if I was, <laughs> no. as I was just talking about expressing emotion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I think that we really had a good one, and yeah, I really wanted to do this episode on mm-hmm. Sunday, the day of the race. But dude, my body was so fucking beat. I wasn't expecting I know. to be that. I bad. wasn't either, bro. Like, I was. I was thinking, like, bro, like, let's like overcome adversity. And I'm, then I like when we talked a little bit more, I'm like, wow, I I didn't realize. And after hearing your story today, I'm like, wow. Hindsight, I'm glad I was we. Did, I'm glad we didn't record. I was beat. I am. No, I mean, like I was I supposed know. to go get food with my dad right after the race. He dropped me off and I showered and everything, and I was literally all ready. And I literally called my dad and I said, "Hey, like we got to postpone this for a little bit because I just need to fucking lay down." Yeah, my body's beat. I was like queasy. I was nauseous. Dude. My fucking legs were tired. Dude, that was like, a long. I pushed my race? body to the brink. It was a long race. Yeah. Not to mention, I like went to bed at like fucking twelve thirty or one o'clock. No, I only got about four hours of sleep. Running a half marathon. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like so excited wow. to do it though because I have been prepping and thinking about this literally since like February. I know. It's like the night before you like perform or you like get like a state championship or something. Like I couldn't sleep. Yeah. All I was thinking about was race day. I woke up. I was like, it's fucking race day. It's here. Gotta do it. He 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 jumped out of bed. Literally jumped out of oh bed. Oh my did a god. <laughs> and then I woke up from my dream. And then I really got and out of the bed slow, and I opened up the, the curtains, and Slash that's great. Gone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's wow. That's I, wild, though. Yeah. I think, I think the key message to this episode, yeah. though, is like, you can do it. Whatever it is that you have your mind set on, whatever goal mm-hmm. or dream or vision that you're chasing, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it, and you will do it, and yeah. you, it, it's all about how you talk to yourself, yeah. too. You really have to be gentle with yourself. You really have to be positive with yourself. 100%. You have to give yourself that positive encouragement. Because you have to. My, view, my viewpoint on this is that we're born into a negative world, and it's up to us to get ourselves out of that rut. Yeah. It really is. I mean, look about it. Everything is so negative. People like, people are complain about this, complain about that. 100%. What about the flip side? Yeah. So, you know, we don't have to go down that rabbit we hole right now. We don't have to. We don't have to. I, I know we're, 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 this is a lot longer than I think we anticipated. It is a lot longer than we I anticipated, looking. but I just want to say to all the people, like, I know I, I speak not only for myself, but for Colton, too, but thank mm-hmm. you so much to everybody that's listening. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate yes. it. Like, we all obviously have a lot of things going on, and we all have a lot of battles, and it's nice that we can kind of come together, yeah. and we can silence the noise, and we can, you know, not only can me and you do this together, but then the people, like... I feel like we're with them while they're listening to it and they're, they're connected to us. And it's, mm-hmm. it really means a lot. I know to me and to you, mm-hmm. just the people that support and that listen, thank you so much. Like literally from the bottom of Seriously. our hearts, we say thank you and we thank really you. appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We do this for you guys. And we just hope that let's say that even if there's 10 people that are listening to this, that we can impact at least one or two of your lives. That's all that matters to us. It's just, we hope that you feel better about yes. your life and what's going on at the end of every episode. And it just means a lot. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, guys. We love you guys so much. We really, really do. Until next time. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. We will catch you on the next one, episode 18, coming to you next week. We love you guys, and we are out. I need to go fucking eat. Me too. Peace. (laughs) Peace. Boys, hungry, man.